theextraordinarychurch.ca podcast, where ordinary people experience extraordinary life in Jesus Christ. You are about to hear a message that will encourage you to become and experience all that Jesus Christ has for you. Are you ready? Open up your Bibles because something extraordinary is about to happen. That's it. Let's just celebrate his presence. We honor our moms and the presence of the Lord is here. Let's go ahead and celebrate Jesus right where you are. Let's give him gratitude for our mothers, the mothers in your life. Come on. He's a good God. He's a faithful God. And we celebrate you, Jesus. Your loving kindness to us is better than life. There is none like you. We give you praise. We give you glory. And we give you honor. Praise God. What a beautiful poem by Tammy. It's written by one of our very own here at Extraordinary Church and it was read by Heather Kosky and to both of those women and not only to those women but all of our Extraordinary Church family, specifically our mothers, I want to wish you a very happy Mother's Day. Not only uh, moms right now but expecting mothers, spiritual mothers, biological mothers, foster moms, adoptive moms, single mothers, stepmothers, grieving mothers, and even grandmothers. We honor you this day, and we are so thankful for you. Before I, uh, I'm going to do things a little differently today. I'm going to read my text a little later down the road. So I want you to pray with me now. We've already entertained the presence of the Lord, and I believe God is going to speak to us very clearly today, but I'm going to preach this thought today. I do want you to know the thought that I'm going to preach is not connected to the kingdom series. So I'm going to preach a healing mother, a healing mother. But I do want you to join us next Sunday as we return to our kingdom series. And I can't wait to preach it. I've been working on it and pouring over it this week. I'm thankful for the Lord, but let's just entertain his presence one more time and ask him to have his way. Father, we love you. We bless you. We exalt you. We're thankful for your presence that we feel. And I release the gift of faith. I release healing in this place, in the home and hearts of everybody that's watching God. I pray a blessing upon our mothers that they would walk in your divine health your divine wealth and your divine wisdom give them a special touch today god we thank you for this and we give you praise in jesus name would you clap your hands and worship god right where you are we bless you jesus praise god i'm so thankful for the presence of the lord a healing mother mom you might not realize it but you are quite the preacher Whether you understand that or not, you have shared quite a few sermon thoughts. Uh, As a matter of fact, John 2, 5 shares a sermon thought from Mary, Mary, the mother of Jesus. She tells the servants, whatsoever he says unto you, you do it. That's Mary's title for a sermon, if you will. And our moms, no matter where you are, no matter where you've grown up, you probably heard a gist of a sermon title like this. Whether or not their inspiration came from scripture, who knows? But <laughs> we can certainly attest to this. At least I know I can. How many of your moms have preached a message about the coming judgment in Revelation 19? You might be like, what is that? Wait till your father gets home. Praise God. 
I can tell. That was delayed, and then I'm like, hey, was that laugh? You know what? Uh, there's another uh, from Luke chapter 2 about the nativity. You know, everybody has probably heard this at one point or another when you left the door open. Go close the door, and then they have that question. Were you, were you born in a barn? Anyway, anyway, I could do this all day. You could tell I'm getting corny dad jokes, but here's Matthew 28 on international missions. You are going to eat your food. There are children in this world that are starving. There's another from Isaiah 53 and 5 talking about the substitutionary atonement, if you will. When you're being disciplined, how many moms have said, this is going to hurt me a lot more than it's going to hurt you. Somebody got a witness, praise God, praise God. Another from Luke 16 about Lazarus and the rich man, you might recall that. You want your allowance and people want hell and ice water. But you know what? Hey, I'm so thankful for our moms. 600 university students were asked to write on a piece of paper that the most beautiful word in the English language. Do you know 422 of those 600 wrote the word mother. The other remaining 112 wrote the word home. Mother's Day is the day we honor the most beautiful word and the most beautiful women. This is a day to honor and uplift our mothers. Everyone in this room that's live with us, that's a part of our team, and everyone that is watching right now has been affected by a mother. And Mother's Day is really a partial fulfillment of the commandment to honor our father and mother so that we may have long life in the land of the Lord our God that he has given us. And so God relates to mothers. It was Jesus that said, as a hen would gather her chicks beneath her wings, he would love to do the same for his people. So today we rise and call our mothers blessed. And if your mom is with you right now, you ought to give her a big hug. You ought to celebrate the fact that your mother is with you. And if she isn't, and if she's at home in another country, another state, or in the city, but you know what? When you get done with this, call mom, video chat her, and let her know how much you appreciate her. I'll just push pause, say, Mom, I love you. I appreciate you. There's absolutely none like you. I'm thankful for all that the moms do for us in our lives. I quote Mitch Album when he said, I realize when you look at a mother, you're looking at the purest love you will ever know. A mother is always a part of her child's life, and a child's life is always a part of her mother. Dr. Diana Bianchi of the New England Medical Center has verified that a mother carries blood cells from each of her children for years and years. A Mother's Day card could literally say this as I quote the doctor, although you think I'm far away, I'm always with you. Dr. Diana Bianchi. Again, Apparently, when a mother carries her unborn child, there is a sharing of blood cells back and forth such that a mother not only gives life to her child, but hear me, is also receiving something in return. She literally carries a part of that child with her the rest of her life. More than merely a sentimental issue, this is being researched for two reasons. One hypothesis is that fetal cells can interfere with a mother's immune system and contribute to autoimmune diseases. But a more endearing hypothesis is what is being written about in various magazines and medical journals. 
that these fetal cells lingering in a mother's bloodstream rush to save the mother's life when she gets sick. These cells can become whatever the mother needs to survive. If a mom has a bad heart, they can be healthy heart cells. If she has bad lungs, they are lung cells. Literally, the lingering cells from her children become the mother's repairmen. Isn't that amazing? A child may leave home, but a child never leaves their mother. For a part of that child still courses through her veins, ready to help her recover should she get sick. On the outside, the child may be gone, but on the inside, the child will always remain. Now I'd like to read my text, 1 Timothy 2, 3. Uh, 13 excuse me through 15 and I'm reading out of the new living today for God made Adam first and afterward he made Eve and it was not Adam who was deceived by Satan the woman was deceived and sin was the result but women will be saved through childbearing assuming they continue in faith love holiness and modesty let me give it to you from the expanded Bible. It says, but she will be saved through having children or motherhood. Less likely a reference to the birth of Christ if she continues in faith, love, and holiness with self-control, propriety, and good sense. A mother has to be tenacious. They have to be tenacious. There were two young children on Mother's Day. They wanted to present their mom with a gift, and so they saved up their money, and they brought her a house plant. The older of the children had a sad face, and there, he said, there was a bouquet we wanted to give you at the flower shop. It was really, really pretty, mom, but it was too expensive, and we couldn't afford it. It was so nice. It had a, a ribbon on it, and the ribbon said, rest in peace. And we thought, since you're always asking for a little peace so you can rest, this would be just what you wanted. <laughs> Mothers are tenacious. They rarely get a chance to rest. Throughout history, women started abolitions, suffrages, and temperance movements. Mothers against drunk driving and many other successful initiatives. And I'm thankful for mothers who, in the face of injustice and wickedness, mothers who don't know when to quit and won't quit, and with great tenacity, they have succeeded when others have failed. Somebody, again, ought to thank God for the mother in their life. Praise God. Even if she's not with you, go ahead. I know it might be tough. Thank God for the time that you did have with her. Go ahead and bless his holy name. See, generations of individuals have looked to their mothers, for example, and draw strength to face adversity. And a mother knows that. A mother knows she is the best example of perseverance her children will ever see. One woman prayed this, a mother's prayer. It's titled, please let me keep on going, Lord from dawn to setting sun till I'm no longer needed and all my work is done please let me be around to see my little ones grow strong and keep my shoulder handy for the tears when things go wrong please let me make our home a place they're happy to be in and help me by example to keep them free from sin for not until they're all prepared to face life's rocky road does another uh, does any mother dare to drop her burden and her load it's only then that she can feel she's truly earned her rest as thankfully she whispers lord i've done my best 
I will never forget the moment. See, moms, today I want to encourage you. Take a rest. Stop and savor the greatest success you will ever have in life. That is becoming a mom. Praise God. See, the setting of the text is an interesting one because Paul is a father to Timothy and he really shares this familial bond and he's instructing Timothy about a few things that are taking place in the church. He describes to him how men and women and families should interact. It's really fascinating stuff. And then in his closing thoughts, he makes some interesting comments. Although Eve, a woman, was sin's human pioneer, she was saved through childbearing. Or as the Greek word suggests, she will be saved or healed, restored, or preserved through childbearing. However, we also understand that moms get sick. I'll never forget the time when my mom became very sick and was potentially facing some fatal circumstances. I was a teenager and uh, I might have been 13 at the time. I remember the day. I remember the sun shining through those French patio doors we had. And she was sitting by this little small kitchen table that we had had. Mom was working two jobs consistently and oftentimes, sometimes three, to help make ends meet as a single parent. And I can remember her uh, learning about the anemia that she was struggling with and how fatigued she was. She was enormously tired. And she had attributed that to just working so much to provide, but it did not go away. The fatigue lingered and it became frankly exhausting. She had gone to the doctor and learned that this anemia was so pronounced that it could be fatal. I remember the doctor telling her, you could bend over to tie your shoelaces and drop dead. I remember her conveying that to me and I remember my siblings immediately hearing that news because we had to prepare for a potential reality me being stunned my younger siblings sobbing and crying I remember mom being sick but I'm thankful we serve a God who is a healer and a keeper somebody ought to give praise unto the Lord for that I'm thankful, but moms do get sick because the job never ends and the work is tireless, although we acknowledge it's very rewarding. I came across this story and I wanted to share it with you because uh, I read about a woman who telephoned her friend to see how she was feeling and the response came back terrible. My head splitting, my back and my legs are killing me. The house is a mess. The kids are simply driving me crazy. The caller felt sympathy and said, listen, go lie down. I'll come over and cook lunch for you, clean up the house, take care of the kids while you get some rest. And by the way, how is Sam? The response came back, Sam? The woman said, yes, Sam, your husband. The woman replied, my husband is not named Sam. My heavens, the first woman exclaimed, I must have dialed the wrong number. There was a long pause broken by the hopeful response of the mother on the other end. And she said, are you still coming over though? We all need mom. We all need mom. But the kind of sickness I'm talking about today is, is not just a physical sickness. There are other types as well. A mom is prone to heartache. See, to have a child is to make the lifelong decision to have your heart living outside of your body. 
A mother knows the heartache of watching children grow up and grow away. Another sickness that moms are familiar with, a mom is prone to sympathy pains. She sympathizes with how her children feel. She walks through their lives with knowing their hurts and their, their fears, knowing their joys and knowing their triumphs. A mom is also prone to confusion because one of the most common things that young mothers say to me is, am I making a difference? Let me just encourage you, mom, no matter if you're a seasoned mom or you're just getting started, you are making a difference. You are needed in the world today An extraordinary church. We celebrate you. Mark Twain said it like this. I quote him. It is at our mother's knees that we acquire our noblest and truest and highest ideals. You are making a difference, but sometimes you can get lost in the mundane and the tedium. See, moms get sick in the prime of their lives. They give themselves completely and totally to others. And in doing so, they wear themselves down. They do so at their own expense. I marvel at the resolve and the fortitude of moms. And we celebrate that today. Thank God for those who rally around our moms and surround our moms, whether it's parents, children, siblings. Can I tell you, we need to give them a helping hand. Thank God for a church who'll take time to help moms and to cook and to clean and to babysit and to encourage. But I want to take this to just another dimension for a moment, this thought. See, the Apostle Paul, in contrasting Abraham's wife and his concubine, Sarah and Hagar, he makes an interesting statement that the people of faith are of Sarah. We are not of the bondwoman. We are of the wife. And then he speaks of Jerusalem being the mother of us all. The church can be compared to a mother. Jesus Christ, okay, is coming back for his bride and moms get sick, but the reality of it is sometimes churches do as well. See, a church, if you don't know, is designed to take care of individuals. From the cradle of being born again through the learning of life and leadership and discipleship. But churches can get sick as well. This is why Paul's comment said this about the Lord's Supper. Many are weak and sickly among you. This is why he said this. He said, you know what, listen, you have to understand what's happening. In other words, he's identifying and acknowledging or communicating that some are sick among them and not doing well. He wanted those maternal instincts to kick in, to care for those that are not doing well, to reach out to those who are not doing well. I came across a book recently titled Why Churches Die. Mac Brunson and Ergen Kaner, they wrote the book, and I'm just going to read to you some of the chapters that they titled in this book. The first uh, one that leaped out at me was Atrophy, Shrunken Faith and Coasting on the Past. Then there's Glossolitis, Swollen Tongues of Fire. There's Murmuring Miriam and Sowing Seeds of Discord. There's the toxin of bitterness, the poison of jealousy and vengeance, hypochondria, the gift of discouragement, Demas and the ministry of misery, diseases of the blood and terminal cancers. You get the picture. See, John, when he was on the Isle of Patmos, John the Revelator, he was writing to uh, the town of Laodicea or the church 
of Laodicea, a sick church. Notice that the opinion, you, you got to understand this, Laodicea was known for several things, financial wealth, an extensive tile or textile industry, and a popular eye salve, which was exported around the world. Now, the opinion of the town had become the opinion of the church. In other words, the world's view had become the church's view. Jesus, see, Jesus said, you say that you are rich and increased with good and have need of nothing. But he said, I say you are poor, naked, and blind. Buy some salve and have your eyes healed. See, Laodicea was so sick that she even made God sick. Laodicea was self-satisfied and it, it, it reminds me of this story where a, a four-year-old was spending time with her grandmother and she had been told saying that if you call someone fat that isn't polite and the grandmother recalled oh yeah my four-year-old granddaughter Brianna has taught me that calling somebody fat isn't polite instead she's supposed to say overweight one day uh, while she was at my house, I commented that I was fat and I needed to lose weight. Brianna replied, Mama, you're not fat. You're just overflowed. See, Laodicea was overflowed with herself. She had lost her hunger for God. Can I just tell you, God neglect soon leads to our downfall. Don't get to a place where Jesus Christ is no longer the center of your life. And if you are there, can I tell you, grace and mercy is calling you back today. Make sure that he's the center of all that you do. The first moment you wake up, if he's put breath in your lungs, which he's the only one that can do it, fall to your knees and lift your hands and give God thanks for giving you another moment, another opportunity. For his mercies are made new with the rising of each sun. It is a God who keeps us. Don't neglect neglect your relationship with God tend to him by tend to your relationship with God by keeping your prayer life vibrant by singing psalms unto him and worshiping his holy name keep Jesus Christ the center of all that you do and he will bless your life you will find yourself walking in victory even when the storms of life come you'll be anchored you'll be tethered to a rock that cannot be moved there's something about having a thriving relationship with Jesus Jesus Christ and there's people here today and this is where I'm going in my message today for those that have a thriving relationship there's some this is why I'm so passionate about what extraordinary church is becoming uh, because we will be a safe place for everybody there could be people that are a part of the extraordinary church family either in life experiences or maybe even come from another church who are suffering and perhaps came from a sick culture where perhaps you're disconnected and you're jaded and you're disgruntled and you're hurt and you're wounded. Can I just encourage you for a moment? God wants to heal you. I want you to know you're at a safe place. You can begin to let your guard down. You can live out your faith with authenticity and you don't have to worry about pretenses and platitudes but you can understand you're in a place that acknowledges if it had not been for the grace and mercy of God we would not be here ourselves. You're at a place that will consider ourselves 
ourselves. We'll get down on our knees and we'll humble ourselves and pray with you because if it had not been the Lord on our side, tell me where would we be? You're at a place who doesn't care about the money you do or don't make, doesn't care about the political affiliation you do or don't have, doesn't care about your educational background. We want you to be educated because we want you to do well, but that has no bearing on your place here. You are a part of a family where you are loved and encouraged and God wants to heal you this afternoon just like a mom would come in and blow on your knee if you scraped it God wants to hold you close extraordinary church wants to hold you close and let you know that you are loved you are loved allow God to change your heart and mind allow God's grace and mercy to pull you out of the rut of defeated thinking allow God to gently breathe whisper in your ear there's hope again you can get up again you are in a place where you are loved and you are safe allow God to begin to rewire your world allow God to rewire your thoughts and your mind allow God to refresh and renew your heart right now why am I saying all that? And why did I share that story with you about a mother when she gives birth that her child, part of her child is always with her because childbearing restores health. See, a mother is healed in childbearing. A church, oh my God, I could preach this, but it's Mother's Day. A church, <laughs> a church is healed in childbearing a church should accept its role as a mother this means that she should focus on reaching for the lost and nurturing the newborn my God, we need to be concerned about those that are out there, those that are downtrodden. I'm not just talking about those that are on Skid Row. I'm talking about those that live on Mississauga Road. Anybody who does not know Jesus Christ is down and out. They may not realize it, but they are spiritually bankrupt, and he is the answer. We should be concerned about a world outside of ours. We should be concerned about the greater Toronto, Hamilton area. We are here for such a time as this to let the world no, we have an answer. COVID, hear me, a COVID vaccine. I'm not minimizing all of that. A COVID vaccine, whether you want it, you don't. That's your personal, you do what you need to do. But let me tell you who the answer is. Jesus Christ is the answer. A vaccine is not the answer. A, more, a thriving economy is not the answer. Jesus Christ is the answer. And we have a world that is hurting, a community that is reeling, seeking and looking for answers. And we have the answer. The answer is a who and his name is Jesus. Come on and give him praise. Come on and give him praise. We got to be concerned about the lost. And when they come in, they're our guest. The broken, the confused, the people who are unsure if they can come to church. The people that think they do or don't fit. See, this is why I'm so passionate about the church being ethnically diverse. And I celebrate and I give God praise that EC, we've got almost 30 different ethnicities that are a part of what we consider to be the fastest growing church in Canada. I give God praise because when Asians come, I want them to see Asians. You know what? When Indians come, I want them to see. I want brown people to see brown people hugging on white people and white people hugging on black people. Everybody loves 
loving on one another, encouraging one another. Yes, I know it's COVID. Don't worry. Nobody's hugging on one another right now. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Where love is present. Where generations, we are a multi-generational church where we honor our elders and celebrate them and they love our little ones. I want people to know when they come in through those doors, they're going to feel the love of God flowing through us for it is the Holy Ghost shed abroad in our hearts. We're here to love people regardless of where they've been, where we think they're going. We're not here to judge you. We're not here to size you up. We're here to love you and watch God move in your life and heal your wounds. Praise God. There's many people right now that have given up on religion. Let me tell you, I gave up on religion a long time ago. A long time ago. It's a relationship with Jesus Christ that transforms you. Church, don't ever forget. Extraordinary church, don't ever forget. Our mission, our mission, our mission is the world. Your neighbors, your world, your colleagues, your world, your peers, your classmates, your world, your family, your world. That's our mission. But also while we reach for the lost, we nurture the newborn. Those that are young in faith, those that have come to know the Lord Jesus Christ, we nurture them, we encourage them, we build them up. Let me just tell you right now, you need to let somebody else know that you believe in them. Praise God. You need to encourage somebody and tell them, man, I believe in you. You know what? All these, I'm so thrilled about what God is doing through the EC community. I'm going to say it, Esther, I believe in you. Jacqueline, I believe in you. You know what? You need to let young people know that you believe in them. Jaden, I believe in you. Jordan, I believe in you. Douglas, I believe in you. We need to declare that we believe in one another. We need to encourage one another and build one another up. We need to nurture the dreams that God has put in their heart. We need to nurture the visions that God has given them. We need to nurture the possibilities abilities that's why I'm thankful I'm the oldest one here and everybody else is under 30 I'm not going to tell you how old my wife is but everybody else is I'm telling you why because God is raising up a generation of young people that are going to change the world you got to nurture this generation you got to encourage them build them up not blow them up I'm talking about build them up we're here to nurture we're here to nurture we're to nurture. I can't tell you how it changed my world when, when Mother Fuller came to me and said, baby, I, I believe God's going to do something great in your life. Just the thought of God potentially doing something great in my life, staggering. I never even had that thought, never even had that thought that God could use me. I was just thankful that God picked me up out of my mess. That's where I was. But he doesn't just pick us up out of our mess to leave us there. He picks us up out of our mess and equips us and fashions us to go back out and help others get out of their mess that they're in. Can I tell you, God wants to use you. Encourage somebody. Pick up the phone. Encourage somebody. Text somebody. Let them know you're behind them. Let them know you believe in them. Let them know you love them. Isn't that so, so wonderful? You know what? My mom, she blesses me all the time. Just so encouraging. We were talking today, and they were at a restaurant, her and my sister. And uh, I said, where y'all at? She was telling me the restaurant. I said, oh. She said, oh, you like this. It's a nice spot. I said, oh, when we get over the border, I ain't going to no restaurant. I was like, we can go maybe after a week. 
going to be eating right at that house. I said, I'm going to have you put your foot in that food like you always do. I don't want nothing else but that. I'm t- but you know what? My mom often will, after every, almost every Sunday, she'll call me. And she, she'll just say stuff. Woo, that was so good. You know, you just like T.D. Jakes. <laughs> I don't think I'm anything like T.D. Jakes, but I know what she's saying. She's just encouraging me. She's building me up. Can I tell you? Build. Thank you, moms, for building your children up. Thank you for encouraging them. That's the responsibility of the church as well. You know what? Let's build up the body of Christ. At Extraordinary Church, we're going to build you up, not tear you down. The gifts of the Spirit are to edify. That's what we're here to do, to edify. Do we have to have necessary or difficult conversations from time to time? Sure. We're all a human, and the more we do life with each other, the more humanity we'll see. But nonetheless, the grace of God is rich. The mercy of God is good and we're here to encourage you let me say a couple more things and I'm gonna hurry up this is a kid-friendly place moms I want you to know extraordinary church will always be a kid-friendly place I love it I love to see I love we don't have any babies here right now clearly but I love to hear them crying I love to see them squirming and wiggling around I like to see the kids walking around because they're just learning how to listen to pastor preach and check out the dynamics none of that bothers me whatsoever whether they're eating some crackers and chips you know what most people might get frustrated when they see a little cup cooler or a little goldfish on the floor you know what I when I go around pick it up because I'm usually last one to leave signs of life that's what I'm thinking to myself I'm thanking God for the children eating the crackers because God's going to do something in their life I'm thankful that they're here listening to the word of God I'm thankful that they're in the presence of the Lord I'm thankful that God is moving through our e-kids every Saturday two years of age through fifth grade we've got almost 30 kids consistently coming at one o'clock mom dad if you don't have your kids a part of that I encourage you make sure that's a priority every Saturday God is moving guests are coming we just had a baptism this past Sunday where we baptized a young man God is moving in our children and we give him praise for that this will always be a kid-friendly place and then this is a loving place for everyone everyone you all have heard me say it before but every soul let me tell you why we exist if you don't know extraordinary church exists so that ordinary people can experience extraordinary life in Jesus Christ. There are no perfect people allowed. Everybody is welcome here. And let me just tell you, people aren't inspected for 10 years before they get involved. This is not a private club. You are welcome, and we want to get you involved and engaged. Can I just tell you, you've got a plan. God's got a plan and a purpose for your life, and we want to see that unfold. This is the church's role as the mother. We want to cultivate it. We want, you know what? You go ask, you know, if you've ever, as a dad, and I, I'm a pretty optimistic dad, and I believe in my kids, but if you ever talk to any mom, and their kids are like, hey, mommy, I want to do this, or I want to do that. I want to be a firefighter, or I want to be a teacher, or I want to ride a skateboard. You know, mom's like, you can do it, baby. You can do it. That's what I want us to be, Extraordinary Church. When people say, Pastor, you know what? I had a dream of I was singing or I'm teaching a Bible study or I'm doing. You can do it for the glory of God. We believe in you. Come on and give God praise. You might be wondering, you might be wondering, why do women live longer than men? I'll tell you. There are many theories about this, but one theory is simply this. 
They stay involved in the lives of their children more so than men, and it causes them to live longer. Now, I need you to hear me. If we're talking about the church, if we will stay involved, oh, my God, in the lives of the young ones, <laughs> if we will stay involved in the lives of our children, can I tell you the church will go on triumphant, praise God. You want to know why we invest so much in our children and our young people and our young adults? Is because You want to know, well, we got young adults on our pastoral staff. You want to know why I'm trying to give away as much ministry as possible to our young adults is because this is how we're going to reach the world and tear it upside down. You want to know one of the targeted demographics we go after? Ask me. I'll tell you later. Well, I have four of them specifically. But can I tell you, you best believe young people and young adults are all in those categories. See, living in the future rather than living in the past is healthy. Finding the power of investing yourself in tomorrow is a worthy investment. The researchers I cited earlier states, and I'm closing, that the fetal cells of every child conceived, whether carried to full term or not, still reside within a mother's life. And I'm going to have our musicians come. When the mother can't fight, the child's cells begin to fight. Oh, how beautiful that is. Yesterday's sacrifice becomes tomorrow's blessing. Yesterday's pain becomes tomorrow's healing. Mom, it is worth it. Every sacrifice, every tear, every hurt, every pain, it's worth it. We appreciate you so much, Mom. We appreciate the healing that you allow, to, that you extend to your children. And I want you to know those same attributes and those same giftings that God, the way he has wired you, are a part of Extraordinary Church. Extraordinary Church, we're here to extend healing to the broken. We're here to extend hope to the hopeless. We're here to watch God reach down and pick people up out of their mess, fill them with his spirit, wash them by being baptized in his name, being in covenant. We're here to declare blessing and hope. We're here to say extraordinary is here because the kingdom of God is here. And in just a moment, we're going to declare this blessing over your family. It's a beautiful song. You know what? And we talk about your children and your children. We're going to declare that in the name of Jesus Christ. But before we do, I want to pray for our mothers. Lord, today is a day that we honor our moms. And there's so many different moms, spiritual moms, biological mom. We talked about a stepmom, a foster mom, a single mom, a grandmother. Lord, I'm just praying right now that even in those moments where it's tiring and weary, that you would just right now breathe into them. A breath of fresh air, oh Lord God. A strength that would fan the resolve to continue to put one foot in front of the other. To let them know not to be weary in doing well because of the difference they are making, God. I also pray that grace and mercy and a new anointing would flow on our mothers, Lord. And on this church in particular as healing and restoration is taking place. God, you've called us to be ministers of reconciliation. 
at this very moment there is an anointing I'm prophesying in the Holy Ghost there's an anointing of a ministry of reconciliation God is getting ready to use some people to reconcile to heal to restore to renew relationships God is doing it in this hour God is doing it in this season if you believe it would you worship him and give him praise to our podcast. Join us next week for another message of hope and life in Jesus. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address to all of your friends, extraordinarychurch.ca. We are a young church plant with a lot of people living an extraordinary life in Jesus. If you're looking for a way to become better connected to what God is doing, email us, info at extraordinarychurch.ca. We'd love to hear from you.